Welcome back, everybody, to the Shooter's Touch podcast. Again, I'm Adam Veed here with Brian Claude. And Brian, we had a, a big week in Iowa basketball here. Uh, one one big loss that kind of stands out and then one pretty big win for another team here. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, as we look back uh, here on the last couple nights of basketball, um, obviously starting with the Hawks here to begin with, uh, last night as they went over to Northwestern and got a big win. Um, I think what made it even uh, a bigger one is the fact that Tyler Cook was out. And so, you know, a little bit of questions going into that to begin with. Um, and with them able to go over there and get the 73-63 victory um, and what would ends up being their first, what I would call first real road victory um, of the year without Tyler Cook was, was pretty impressive. Um, as you go through and you look at things, uh, obviously the, I think the thing that jumped out the most was uh, Joe, Joe Weisskamp stepping up and leading all scores with 19 and tacking on seven rebounds and just some of the plays that he made both just offensively and defensively um, in that game as a, as a true freshman um, in a game in which that was, it was pretty clear that they were going to need somebody to step up. And, um, you know, I think Isaiah Moss did a nice job stepping up in the first half. And then uh, Joe did a great job there in the second half and made just some big plays um, on the offensive end and, and getting Garza back in there. And, you know, he tacked on 16 and five as well. And just having him in there, um, you know, they always talk about this plus minus uh, as you look at those things. I mean, Garza and um, Weisskamp is just something that those two guys just impact, even if it's not always on the score sheet, they just impact the game on both ends of the floor. And, and uh, so it was really great to see that and really great to see them, uh, you know, get that victory um, at a place in which that uh, has always been difficult for them. And, and obviously that first, uh, that first real road victory is big for them. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, we, we talked about it last episode that <clears throat> the Hawks have had troubles in Evanston um, within the last, you know, probably four or five years. And, um, you know, we, we also talked about last, last podcast that, you know, the team goes as far as Isaiah Moss and Jordan Bohannon go. But, you know, we, we, we failed to mention, you know, Weisskamp. Um, he didn't, he has not been playing like a freshman this year, that's for sure. And, um, you know, last night was, <clears throat> was another example of, you know, him kind of stepping up and, you know, stepping into that role that maybe Tyler, Tyler Cook might've played if, if he was out there. Um, and you, and, and you mentioned Garza as well, you know, he's, he's a big body. He's, he's skilled. Um, and anytime you get a, a player like that back, um, you know, it's going to help out. So, you know, definitely a huge win. We were talking that it was, you know, almost a must win already in January for the Hawkeyes. And they, they definitely stepped up and, 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 you know, got it, got it done, obviously. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, like you mentioned, you know, one of the things too, that, you know, we always throw these words around big wins and those types of things, but, uh, you know, with Tyler Cook out and honestly with the way that Joe, uh, Jordan Bohannon played again, um, you know, it was, it really was a big victory because he obviously did not play his best basketball game yesterday. And so uh, the fact that the rest of those guys were really able to kind of chip in and, and make some plays when they needed to, uh, you know, speaks volumes for this team and, you know, and hopefully moving forward, especially as we look to Saturday, obviously things don't get any easier as they uh, head to Ohio state and um, take on the Buckeyes there who I believe if I remember correctly, 14 or 15th in, in the country. And so that's, uh, that's definitely going to be an uphill battle. And, um, you know, honestly, I guess I haven't seen reports uh, as far as with Tyler Cook and where he's at uh, with the injury, but 
obviously they're going to need him back to be able to um, match up with the athletic ability that the Buckeyes have. And, and in the half court, it's just huge. That was my biggest concern going into last night when I heard that news is where the point's going to come from in the half court. We know they can get up and down and run and, and make open shots and get layups. But when things slow down in the half court, it's kind of, it's kind of been get the ball to Tyler Cook as quickly as possible. And so it was good. It was good to see um, some of those guys step up and, and make some plays, and hopefully that gives them some confidence here, here as we move through the year. Yeah, sometimes you almost, you almost wonder as a coach to having somebody like Tyler Cook out, you know, this this early in the season with an injury that's maybe not the most, um, you know, that that won't make him miss miss any, you know, a lot a lot of games. Um, it's almost good for your team to have him out so they know what it's like to play without him um, and also get a W on that on that front too. So. Um, you know, good win for the Hawkeyes, and then uh, obviously um, Iowa State played uh, the Baylor Bears a couple nights ago. Um, that's the the potentially big loss we were talking about. Um, we we talked about how the the hangover from beating KU it it was a real thing. Um, you know they they were <clears throat> lacking energy on the defensive end. Um, you know anytime you you let a player from the opposing team have uh, 25 points um, as Makai Mason had, you know, there's definitely a lack in um, a lack on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, just kind of watching them and watching their movements and everything. They, you know, they messed up on a lot of switch, they messed up on a lot of rotations, which you didn't, you didn't see that against KU or if they did do that, you know, KU wasn't, uh, wasn't shooting the ball very well, so they didn't make him pay, but, you know, Baylor definitely made him pay last night. Um, a couple things that really stood out to me in that loss was um, Weiler Babb uh, shot the ball 12 times and uh, it only went through the net four times. Um, first of all, anytime Weiler Babb has to shoot 12 times, in my opinion, I don't think that's a good thing. Um, not that he's not a capable scorer, but there are other people on the floor, in my opinion, that that should be shoot, shooting those shots. Um Offensive rebounds, you know, Baylor had, I think it was nine or 10. Um, ISU only had four. And, you know, those, you know, second chance points are, are huge in a game, you know, essentially was, was decided by three points. And then I mentioned, you know, before that Makai, Makai Mason had, uh, you know, a game high 25 points. And, uh, you know, that's coming from uh, a player who, you know, doesn't, doesn't score a whole lot. Um, and, you know, I don't think he scored 25 points here quite yet. So, um, you know, definitely some, some issues on the defensive end for the Cyclones, but uh, you know, only a, only a loss by three, and the um, uh, and the very last play, you know, honestly, in my opinion, the rest should have called a foul on that uh, with Weiler Bab kind of actually Makai Mason running into Weiler Bab as he was shooting a half court shot. Um, you know, you can you can speak on that here, but I wanted to know your thoughts too on if you think a, a ref should make a call, you know, at the end of the game like like that uh, when it could potentially decide the game. Yeah, and I, I agree. That's so tough. I know um, watching it live, uh, my initial reaction was 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 a little bit of concern because I, I felt like maybe there was a little bit more time on the clock and he maybe could have got a better shot. Um, but, then, but then going back and watching the replay, um, it looked like it was a heads-up play um, by Bab on that just because of the fact that there was clearly contact there and he was coming up through the contact. And you know, and I, you know, give him credit because that's what you got to do. You got to, you, you, you put the officials in a tough spot and what, do they make that call or don't they, you know, and, um, you know, in that situation, it's, it is tough. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, 
the only thing I ever really asked with the officials is, is consistency. And so, you know, I think overall they seem to call pretty, a pretty consistent game. And so you get down to the last moment and, you know, you want the players, you want the players to decide. So that, so that is a tough, a tough, uh, a tough situation to put them in. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of people will say that, Hey, the, the official can't make that call at that point of the game. And I, you know, I always push back and say, well, why not? I mean, if it doesn't matter if there's, 19 minutes left in the second half or one second left in the, in the second half. If it's a foul, it's a foul. Right? right. And, you know, he did put the, the, the official in a tough situation. I do think he got fouled. Um, you know, but it wasn't called and that's, that's how, that's why you play the game. Right. And that's why you have officials to, to ref, to ref the game. So, um, you know, just with, uh, I would say put themselves in that situation with the defense they played and, uh, you know, al- allowing so many offensive rebounds. But uh, you, know, you, you almost hate to see the game decided like that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Um, so look, looking ahead here for ISU, you know, they say there's never an off night in the Big 12. And that's, uh, you know, another um, another Saturday game against a tough, tough K-State team, you know, who was who started the year off uh, preseason ranks uh, number number 12 in the nation. Um, lost a couple here at the beginning of the year and then they lost, uh, Wade, Wade got out, uh, excuse me, got injured and, um, they dropped a couple games after that as well. But, you know, last, uh, I think Tuesday night they were, they, they played West Virginia and they were down by 21 in the second half and ended up coming back to win by two. So, you know, they're definitely not a slouch and, uh, it's not going to be, um, you know, it's not, not any easier here for the Cyclones moving forward here this weekend. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, the I think my biggest takeaway from that Baylor game, well, actually the last two games, you look at that Kansas game, you look at the Baylor game, um, is watching this team just reminds me a lot of some of these super teams that we have in the NBA in the fact that you're pulling guys from all over, you know, some of them out, injured, suspensions, whatever it is, you have a ton of talent on the team. Um, but you don't have a ton of chemistry. And so I think that you're going to continue to see a little bit of the up and down play from the Cyclones until they're able to work that out. You know, and I, I think that as you look at it, I mean, you know, Lindell Wigginton, perfect example. Um, you know, last year that was a kid who didn't have a lot of help. And so he felt like he had to take over. Um, you know, now this year with Shayok and some of the new additions that they have, he doesn't have to be the guy. And, you know, he can kind of defer to some of his teammates. But, uh, uh, you know, I just don't know that the the level of comfort is quite there with each other. And, and I feel like sometimes, you know, their roles are undefined in the well, who you know, who's going to take the shot late in the game. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, hopefully they're able to kind of figure out. Hopefully they're able to piece together here. And, you know, as you said, there's there's no rest. It's not something, well, uh, we can figure it out. you got to figure it out now. And, and, and that starts Saturday. And hopefully – Hopefully we'll see that Iowa State team that uh, showed up against KU and and they'll take care of business. Yeah, you're right. And, and you know, I guess speaking of injuries, um, an injury that happened during that game, Cam Lard went out with an ankle sprain. Um, I was watching it live on on ESPN, and the way he the way he went down, I was expecting it to be actually a ruptured Achilles tendon. So good news for him that it's just a. Uh, right you, you know an ankle sprain and um, from all I'm hearing he's day to day now so um, you know some some good news out of that out of that loss when he had to to kind of exit the game but um, yeah so like we like we said big big weekend here for Iowa and Iowa State uh, some tough matchups and um, you know obviously some exciting basketball to come with 
with Ohio State and the Hawkeyes and um, uh, Wildcats and Cyclones. So we will be watching and we will keep you updated with uh, everything we can. Um, we appreciate you listening and please go to our, um, please go to our Facebook page, the shooters touch and our Twitter and follow us, give us a follow or a like, um, our Twitter account is at shooters touch IA and, um, you know, let, let us know what you want us to talk about. Again, Brian, it was fun. Um, we'll be, be back here to preview some Panther and Bulldog basketball here, uh, very soon in the next couple of days. Yeah, I look forward to it.